Oh, man. Happy Tuesday, buddies. Welcome to episode 13 of Headlines and Coffee, the podcast. I'm your host, Generator, apparently from New Brunswick, New Jersey. I don't know what that's about. If anyone watches my TikTok knows exactly what I'm referencing. Uh, so we do have a special guest today. But before we bring him on, let's get started with some quick American history. So today uh, is October 12th in American history, 1462. We just celebrated his holiday yesterday. Christopher Columbus and his crew landed in the Bahamas. And I only put that out there just to trigger some people, just because I really don't care. Um, in 1809, Meriwether Lewis of the Lewis and Clark Expedition dies under mysterious circumstances in Tennessee, which I kind of want to look into that. I don't know if anybody is familiar with that. I, I don't remember learning that he died under mysterious circumstances, so I'm kind of curious about it. Um, in 1933, Alcatraz Island is made a federal maximum security prison. Who doesn't li like the movie Escape from Alcatraz? In 1949, Eugene Anderson becomes the first woman U.S. ambassador. In 1971, the House of Representatives passes the Equal Rights Amendment. And for birthdays, the only significant birthday today was Hugh Jackman at 1968. Um, so for the Raider Report, I don't know if you guys have watched the Dave Chappelle special on Netflix or not. Uh, I'm not really sure what all the hype was about. Sure, there were some funny parts, and there was probably some portions that some someone who is like super sensitive could take offense to, but that's comedy. Most comedians will say things for the shock factor and twist it into a joke. Half of his overall message at the end, I can't agree with. I think if uh, we were to choose an issue to have with this special was the fact that he continues to play Black Americans as victims while at the same time discrediting anyone else's hardships. That's just my takeaway. Uh, can't we just appreciate those that struggled and stop holding ourselves back as victims? I don't know. Uh, to discuss it further, I have a special guest. Many of you might know him from the when we first started the podcast. Let's welcome back Felix Montano. What's up, buddy? Hi, how are you? I'm good. How have you been? Thanks for having me back on such a special occasion. Always the controversial <laughs> occasion. Oh, yes, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> So, so what yeah. have you been up to since, uh, what's it been, like two months since oh, we talked last, I think? I think it was like, yeah, it happened. So that was kind of what I was treading water for, mm -hmm. waiting for September 14th when that was going to go down. And sure enough, as I suspected, there were enough stupid Californians and, <laughs> and uh, libtards and woke-tards in the state that they thought, let's keep doing the same thing we've been doing. Yeah. So now, um, so now I've just uh, given myself the next three months, and I'm gonna gonna take everything I can from him, California, and all the taxes that I paid into it, since he's just throwing money out, and um, and then I'll move to Florida. I'm pretty sure I'm moving January, February back to oh, nice. Florida, where my sister is, and find a new a new career and life. Yeah, There's not a lot a new of shows. journey. Yeah, a new journey, and I think that it's right. And uh, you know, God'll, God'll, thanks, Scott. <laughs> yeah. I think that God'll, uh, thanks for welcoming me back. I think that God is uh, taking care of me. I, I feel it more and more every day. As long as I stick to to the truth and mm -hmm. um, nothing but the truth, <laughs> I so think that every, every, every <laughs> no, and every time I I get a little bit of a fearful pang that you know am i doing the right thing i go out and oh i had a really great i should send it to you did i send it to you did you see it i was asked to speak at a choose freedom medical freedom uh rally in downtown la um did you was, post that on instagram 
Yeah, I posted on Instagram. Yeah, and so I, I think I, I yeah I think I did see it. I I got to speak on a megaphone and uh, <laughs> to a crowd there. It was the the one that happened. I think it was July, uh, yeah, July or August, and it happened. It's where Antifa showed up, but the media made it all look like it was a dueling, as they do, a dueling protest. There, it mm -hmm. was like twenty Antifa people on one corner being held back by the cops. Oh wow! And our and our event on the city hall park lawn in front of LA City Hall, mm -hmm. but of course it all became about one stabbing that Antifa provoked. Uh, by some some patriots you know mm -hmm. but that was like about 10 minutes and the cops in la were unbelievably amazing and protected our group and our right to speak and not have it interrupted by these antifas which is you know all they do is go around interrupting yeah uh, anybody's freedom of speech mm -hmm. well so, that's awesome <laughs> but i was really proud of that and I totally channeled my dad and the Cuban refugee thing and American dream and, and where we at. And, and that was the, the day right after, you know, people that were against COVID restrictions and lockdowns and other things were, you know, declared terrorists mm -hmm. by the uh, mainstream media on, on NBC, Lester Holt. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, so that, those were the, those were the highlights other than that yeah. working out lockdown now, not going anywhere in Los Angeles because I'm not going to show a vaccine card. I will not show a vaccine card. I am not taking the vaccine. I have antibodies mm -hmm. and will not support a business that um, demands a vaccine card. Right. So it sounds like it sounds like Cali is is definitely a lot more stringent. I don't know if that's the right word than oh. New York is, surprisingly, because like, I mean, maybe I think I'm just in a very I'm I I'm fortunate enough to be on Long Island. And I am surrounded by a lot of red, fortunately. Um, and I like I go in and out of stores. I don't have to wear a mask. I don't have to show a vaccine card. Um, I haven't been down to I've been down in the city once, but we didn't really. This was before like the passports were really mandated. So I don't know. My cousins are coming to town in a couple weeks. So we're I guess we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. But it just sounds like Cali is like. I don't know. Nazi Germany. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, it is. It is. You see, and um, I think that people are going to be in for a rude awakening this fall because as Israel is going, so will we with as mm -hmm. many vaccinated as we have. And I think that this, we're about a month or two from this research that I've done and, and the people that I follow, we're about a month or two behind Israel as far as what they experience. And they're having a really horrific time with vaccinated people in hospitals and death and illness. And I think that combined with our typical flu season, which I think we had last year, but was labeled COVID, mm -hmm. uh, but with the uh, auto body immune enhancement um, that the, the vaccine is clearly causing. And um, I think it's gonna be a nightmare this winter. I think we'll be locked. I predict a lockdown again of, all, of of definitely LA and LA County. The mm -hmm. other thing I want to just mention real quick, Jen, and then we can get onto the topic we want to talk about, but <laughs> nobody is realizing this. And you know, I had my whole thing about being tested in January and I tested positive. And then I went and mm -hmm. got my own test, found out the antigen test is not a PCR test. The antigen is flu and cold. You have to get a PCR. Nobody's doing that at the studios. And what I realize is that people don't understand LA County is Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Every morning in Hollywood, we test hundreds of thousands of people working on hundreds of productions. And um, that continues to happen every day, therefore driving 
case counts, whether they're mm -hmm. colds or whatever. So that come in the fall, we're going to drive it again because that's not going to stop. The studios yeah. are not stopping it. They're driving the narrative. They want to continue this. And um, the studios don't have to stop. And I may not have mentioned this last time I, I talked to you also. If people want to see my Hollywood videos about the COVID scam and everything and the testing, they can go on my YouTube channel. They're all there, you know. Um, Which I'm really I, surprised of, to be honest. I'm surprised they're still up. Well, yeah. I mean, I was calling Hollywood up. I don't know how their AI is tracking that. I mm -hmm. mean, who knows? They could come back and decide. I've gotten stuff weeks later where they come back and take stuff down. So yeah. But what I wanted to say was that um, the um, the testing, the testing, it's it's gonna. I lost my train of thought. Of course. You're talking about <laughs> anyway, uh, oh, the um, the testing uh, in Hollywood. Um, God, I. How it's driving the numbers up and well, yes. it's going to get worse. So the our county is like none other in the entire country. Mm -hmm. We have this industry that is hell bent on testing everyone every day, sometimes yeah. multiple times a day on different sets, mm -hmm. along with the, max the, the, the mandate, along yeah. with the masking, along with the social distancing. So um, that will always be driving numbers up for California, period because yeah. they're going to have false positives. And then when the flu season comes, they're going to be doing the antigen test and they're not going to be distinguishing between flu and, and COVID. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it doesn't help the fact that um, what, like a couple months into the pandemic last year, they stopped counting um, when they, you know, CNN had their little ticker on the side of like how many uh, current cases or whatever. I, they stopped counting. Um, Oh, how did they rephrase it? I don't remember what they rephrased it to, but what ended up happening, it was active. So it, it started off as active, active cases, cases and then it changed to just COVID cases. Cause then every time a test is done, that, that opens up a case. That doesn't mean the person, even if that t test comes back negative, they were still counting it as a case because they're well, doing, they were doing counted, that to fluctuate the numbers. I, and in January, I tested positive on a set on, on one morning before I worked on a set. So it wasn't the day that I worked. I tested positive. And that got reported right away as a case. I got a call later that day from the L.A. County health official. Mm -hmm. Then I went and got my own test at, at, um, at urgent care, which was a negative. And then I went back for another antigen on Monday. And that was a positive. Got reported again as a case. And they called me. And then I had the PCR, which came back later that Friday, and that was reported as a separate case too. So that's three cases for one yeah. person on the same yeah. case. On the same day, right? You said that uh, was well, all one day? Well, from, from having the original test, it ended up being three different reports to the LA County because I got uh -huh. three different right. separate tests that were reported differently. Ridiculous. It's such anyway. a scam. I wish people would realize that. But yeah. all right, so um, okay. getting back on track. I'm assuming you watched the Dave Chappelle special. Yeah. What did you think? Um, I, okay. So this is what I said. It's not a funny ha-ha, guffaw, guffaw comedy special. It's just not mm -hmm. one of those specials. But his stuff hasn't been that for a few past stand-ups. Like Sticks and Stones wasn't that, that ha-ha. Mm -hmm. Although it was a little bit more than this. I think this was more a, I think this was a, he was preaching. I think he was preaching and some of it was amusing. Uh, was it funny? 
No, I don't think it's funny, but I think it's imp it was important. I think it was really important. And I think it was really important for a black man like him to do it mm -hmm. and to show us where that we have gone off the rails. Mm -hmm. So that's well, uh, how I, I, and I told people to watch it, not for the funny ha-ha, mm -hmm. but maybe just as a cultural moment of where we are, how we possibly have gotten here and, mm -hmm. and from this person, this particular person's kind of perspective. Right. So a couple of my takeaways from it. Um, one, I felt like a lot of what he, at least for the first half, the first half I hated. I like, I really wanted to turn it off, but I felt like he was pandering. Like, this is just what the liberals want me to say. And I just felt like a majority of it was pandering. And then the second half was of him mainly talking about transgenders. And because of all the backlash he's gotten in the past, I felt like this was just him trying to save face with the transgender community. Be like, see, look, I had a trans friend. It's kind of like when, you know, people are like, oh, I can say that because I have a black friend. It was kind of like he was like, oh, I can say this because I, I had a trans friend, even though they killed themselves. But I had a trans friend, you know, like I just mm -hmm. felt like he was just trying to save face with the trans community. And no, it wasn't like I mean, there was a couple like I did chuckle a little bit in a couple spots. They you know, they were funny. Yeah. I didn't take offense to really anything he said. There is a lot of things that I agree with, like, uh, you know, transgenders in the bathroom. I don't think that there should be a law outlawing it. But I think that like you, if if you look like if you're a girl and you look like you, then you should go to the guy's bathroom. You know, it's kind of like if you looked really, really feminine as a man, you should go to the like you should go where you look. You know what I mean? Well, to you make see, people yeah. I, I hear you. I think that his point was that this is all, and he did start a little bit with the Me Too movement at the beginning of the of mm -hmm. the episode of the of the routine. I think he's right. This is backfiring, and mm -hmm. you can see it coming, and it is going to be a huge backfire. Maybe not right away. Maybe not next year, but it will be. For instance, we come to find out that the We Spy incident here in Los Angeles, sure enough. Nobody was talking about, well, what do you mean? Why is this woman so upset? Was this a transsexual or was this a man using that, which mm -hmm. we knew was going to happen, yeah. going into the women's section and exposing himself with mm -hmm. his male genitalia because he hasn't had the, the operation? Right. It was a sex offender and it was a man. And he's oh, that ended up coming this. out? Yes. But See, did the media like, cover as that? Soon as, no, of course not. Because as soon as they figured out, like, they, you know, tried to say she was being transphobic. And, like, my thing is, like, I, you know, I know a few trans. And one reason why transgender are transgender is because they are not comfortable with the body that they are born in. So if he's right. a trans woman, he is not going to feel comfortable letting his, his, bang, his berries and, you know, stick hang out. Do you know Blair White? She is a yes. uh, trans. Yes. I yes. just watched that episode to get ready to see you. And she had the guy that wanted, that just lost the lawsuit, but she had posted and, and talked about him a few months back. Mm -hmm. The guy in England that lost the lawsuit against, or in Canada, that lost the lawsuit against the salons, like 15 of them that he had gone to and wanted his scrotum waxed. Now, he has not had reassignment surgery. Mm -hmm. And she made a good point. She also brought up his tweets that he was soliciting young girls on Twitter and asking them what it was like uh, in a girl's dressing room and stuff like that. And I mean, really inappropriate stuff. People should go yeah. back and find that on, on Blair White 
uh, YouTube channel. And I just saw that. And so she was saying that, um, that most transgender are so uncomfortable with that part of their body mm -hmm. that they're, like you just said, they're not about throwing it around and exposing it. Yeah. They're about trying to be what they're trying to become. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, so I just think that there's a lot of perverts that are taking advantage of this and we all knew this was going to happen. Yeah. So I, I just, I do want to put that disclaimer out there. I'm not, we're not saying, I, I can't really speak for Felix, but I think he's going to agree with me. We're not saying that all trans are a bunch of perverts. What we're no. saying is there are perverted people out there that will take advantage of the system. So if they would have just not outlawed, you know, like they, I guess they shouldn't have outlawed it. I, I don't really know. Cause he did mention like the law in North Carolina. I'm like, well, that's not really right. Because if you look like a man, you really shouldn't be in the women's bathroom because it's going to make other people feel uncomfortable and vice versa. Absolutely. So I just think that, you know, for the trans community, and I really true heartedly believe that a lot of the outrage is not really coming from the trans community. It's coming from these white saviors. Um, it, look, some of y'all, we can't tell. Just go. Like, who's, I'm not going to, nobody's standing there at the entrance of the bathroom saying, uh, let me, let me see in your pants to make sure you're going to the right bathroom. Like, nobody's yeah. doing that. But yeah. what, what a lot of people are having the issue with are the perverted men specifically that are taking, I'm not saying there aren't perverted women out there, but it's mostly men that are taking advantage and they're just going into women facilities saying, hey, I'm, I'm a trans woman and just letting it all hang out. And that's that's not appropriate and it's not right. I, I agree. And, and I agree with you on what you said. We're not saying that this is, um, you know, all trans. And yeah. um and I'm not against trans, but, um, and, and I, like I said to you before in our other show is like, I love a great drag queen. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yes. I love Lady yes. Naga. I love, I love so many drag queens that I've seen over the years because I've been out for like 40 something years. Mm -hmm. And um, there's some amazing drag queens that I love. Now, when it comes to trans, I don't think that's in the same, same category at all. Um, I don't think it needs to be under our umbrella of LGB, but I've said that before. So I have distanced myself from the LGBT alphabet mm -hmm. uh, soup and will continue to do so because they are now bringing too many issues that are, I believe, are mental disorders under our mm -hmm. umbrella yeah. and including what is starting to be pushed, uh, the minor attracted category. And yeah. I will have nothing to do with that. I will fight no. that and I will call that out every second that I can because LGB mm -hmm. was never about that. And no. I was in the original, I was in the original, I'm the generation, I'm 59. I was in the original movement, okay? Mm -hmm. I was there, I was discriminating. I know what it was like, but it was about yeah. two genders, two genders, mutually attracted or a bisexual attracted to mm -hmm. both. But yeah. it wasn't ever about us changing our genders nor wanting to be women or, mm -hmm. or women wanting to be men. And um, maybe some of us we behave femininely, maybe some of us behave butch, whatever. Mm -hmm. But it was never about changing our sex, ever. Right. And, um, and that is a big issue that I have with the gay community and I'm sick of it. And they're yeah. pushing stuff on kids and I'm sick of that. I'm mm -hmm. sick of the cartoons. I'm sick of, oh, here, this that just happened today. Right? Um, yeah. Oh my God. I'm so Superman. pissed about that. 
Yeah, Superman's so son. it's yeah, son. Superman's son is now going to come out as bisexual. For those of you that are listening and don't see what uh, Felix is holding up, it's news article about you know DC Comics reveals latest Superman as bisexual in the new issue. They are talking about Superman's son, not uh, Kal El like the original Superman. But my issue with this, I have so many issues with this. One, the um, the the writer, I think it was the writer that they interviewed and was like, well, when you have someone, oh, a white superior man, we, we have to do something to help him, like, uh, to pretty much help change, like the outlook of, of white men. And I'm like, so in that full swoop, you just made white men, the bad guy. And at the same time, you're telling bisexual people that we can't give you your own superhero, that we have to rehash one that's already out there just uh -huh. to, you know, help you feel better. And that's why I right. ended up doing a video so, saying, like, where's I somebody commented, I don't know who this person is, but I was like, where's my Asian lesbian at? Like, where are they at? What's yeah, up right. Okay, so I had to interject for just a second because Scott actually just said something that I can agree with wholeheartedly. Yes. The problem is, is when Michelle Rodriguez was confronted about this. I want to say it was TMZ or something. And mm -hmm. they, yes, uh, yeah. be, because they created uh, another member of the Green Lantern Corps mm -hmm. who was Hispanic, but she was agoraphobic. Mm -hmm. And that was, yeah. she had yeah. mental disorders. And I don't know if they were trying to, I, I don't know, bring mental health awareness with this character. Mm -hmm. But here's my problem. I am all for diversity. I'm definitely all for inclusiveness. Mm -hmm. But stop twisting what already exists. Right. Okay. That's my revisionist, problem. revisionist history. Yeah, That's like, let's let me give you an example of, of this started happening actually about 20 years ago on Broadway, where it was stunt casting. They needed names and stuff. And then they went to rewriting history. Like for instance, Sunset Boulevard was about a silent movie star. There was never a Gloria Swanson black uh, silent movie star. And there they had Diane Cannon then, um, mm -hmm. you know, coming in and playing her. Well, that's revising history. I don't yeah. want to see that. I don't want to see it. Yeah. I don't want to see it because it doesn't jive with what really happened. Yes, mm -hmm. it was awful back then for blacks in the 20s. There were plenty of blacks in film and in music in the 20s, too. And yes, mm -hmm. they were being discriminated against, but I do not need you to rewrite the silent film history for me. Yeah. I, I don't I, want that rewritten. Yeah. And I'm, I'm right there with you when it comes to like rewriting, like, you know, the revision history or whatever you called it. Like I'm right there. But at the same time, um, we have, there's a fine line because um, John Leguizamo's just crossed that line not too long ago. By throwing a fit because Chris Pratt oh, is voicing uh, Mario. Off. And yeah, it's like, I mean, first of all, like if you're going to follow your own guidelines, you as a Hispanic actor, he used fucking Latinx. I hate that so much. Yeah, but you know, as a Hispanic actor played an Italian brother next to a white British man that played the other Italian brother. Like, how are you going to throw stones when you're sitting in a glass house yourself? You know, so I think there's a fine line. Like, I think it's okay for you know characters to, or for actors and actresses to play characters that they're not i, I guess authentic to i don't well, know if that's right what when it's rewriting history whatever yeah. happened to acting 
that's one of the things. I don't think that I should be the only one that can play a gay character. I've seen right. straight guys play really great gay characters, and mm -hmm. I don't want to deny them that. They happen to yeah. be in the position at that time, and the role lands in their in their lap. But I believe Look at that the guy that plays Cameron in Modern Family. He plays a, yeah. a phenomenal gay man. And that guy is as straight as can be in real and life. Why and why do we have to go there? I, I mean, you know, yeah, I, um, I, I don't like that people are trying to go there because I mean, like if they're I mean, if you're gonna throw fit, like let's start throwing a fit. I, again, I think it's a fine line, but like let's start throwing a fit at the people that are not being represented appropriately. Like um, Supergirl, I, I, I love Supergirl as they've gotten really political and there's, I had to fast forward through one of the episodes recently because they went on a legit 15 minute rant about transgender rights, which I don't have a problem with transgender rights, but like, you don't have to talk for 15 minutes about it in a superhero show. So for those yeah. of you that don't there, there is a superhero. Her name is dreamer and Supergirl and she is transgender but she's played by, I hate using this term too, a cis woman. So if we're going to throw a fit, why aren't you throwing a fit about things like that? Why are we uh, pretending that people are mentally handicapped? You know, like um, what's, what's the name of that one movie with, um, ah, shit. What's her name? She plays, uh, it's her and her boyfriend's name is Daniel. I can't remember. It's a phenomenal movie, but like you have these, well-mannered people that can play mentally handicapped people. So it's like, where are we going to start drawing the line? If you, John Leguizamos, are saying that a white person can't voice, just voicing an Italian character, even though you played an Italian yeah. character and you're not Italian. Yeah. Kenda, you know, saying, Kenda down below is saying a couple of good things. Um, I, I did a, a spot on mom with, um, what's her name? And her, her boyfriend or husband is in a wheelchair. Mm -hmm. He isn't paralyzed. Yeah. He's in a wheelchair. He's a very good actor. I've worked with him mm -hmm. as a, a on an as a regular stand-up actor, stand-up, a standing-up <laughs> actor on Veep. You know, yeah. I mean, where's the outrage of when he played a a, a handicap? You know, mm -hmm. I can I cannot tell you. But going back to the John Lubuziamo, here's another example. Last week, PBS premiered a documentary on Rita Moreno, who played Anita in West Side Story in the movie in 1962, I believe, and won mm -hmm. the Academy Award. Now, Rita Moreno is Puerto Rican, and she is the first actress or the first performer, entertainer in history to have won the Grammy, the Oscar, the Tony, and the Emmy, and a bunch of others, but to have won all those four before Barbara wow. Streisand. Okay. Oh, wow. And before anybody else. Now, she's Puerto Rican. She landed here in New York on a boat from, from Puerto Rico. You know, she was beautiful. She was an amazing performer and, and she fought her way into show business. Well, mm -hmm. this PBS went woke, which turns everything to shit, as um, Donald says. When you go woke, everything turns to shit. <laughs> the entire, and Lynn Manuel was, was producing this. Mm -hmm. Along with Norman Lear, who once used to, you know, actually be decent, and now he's he's become woke at the age of ninety-seven or something. Um, the entire episode was about how she was hit on, how she was made to wear darker makeup and play Indians and play uh, Chinese and play Hispanic and play this and play that. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. You are one of the luckiest people. I had to stop watching it. 
because mm -hmm. it was just about suddenly rewriting her own history as a victim. Yeah. When she was, she had every door open to her. And yes, part of it was because she was sexy. And yes, mm -hmm. part of it was because those moguls wanted to fuck her. That's the reality. When yeah. are we going to grow up? When are we going to grow up? Yes, she is an amazing performer. I knew people that danced with her and I went to see her act. She's amazing. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying anything about that. But she devalued herself mm -hmm. when she decided to play victim for PBS and the cancel culture. She yeah. devalued all of her talent. What I wanted to see in that was how her artistry and her strength and her Latina, you know, being drove her and made her this amazing person to win an Oscar, Grammy, Tony, and an Emmy. Yeah. All, you know, and is she's 87, I think she's 87 and still working. But she totally lost me. Now she just made yeah. herself out to be a victim. That's not the story I want to write about myself. No. And I was a victim of gay discrimination and bullying. Yeah. That will be a part of it, but I overcame mm -hmm. that. And exactly. the, other is, the other thing is, perhaps had my victimization by bullying happened, I wouldn't be here being this loudmouth today. <laughs> and having had and having had the life that I've had so that I can be here and call this shit out. Yeah. And, so anyway. and just to be clear, you guys, like I, I think I agree with Kenda, like the best person that can play the character or the person that can play the character the best, like that's who should be casted. I was just giving out examples because the fact that like people are throwing a fit that a white actor just because it's a war against white people that like that's what it is at the end of the day because a white actor is voicing an italian character you have people that aren't even relevant anymore john leguizamos that are speaking out like oh my god how dare this white person play somebody that he's not <laughs> what's up bill <laughs> no go on or you're right go, go, go. Uh, but you know you, so you, you're gonna sit here and start this war just because you, the, the guy's white when at the same time just what 10 years no, it's had to have been longer. The Mario brought Super Mario Brothers came out what in the nineties. So like back in yeah. the nineties, you John Leguizamo's played an Italian. You're not Italian. The your your counterpart is a white British man. He's not Italian, and I'm pretty sure he he played a drag queen. He's not a drag queen. You know, like let's stop with the madness. If you are good enough to play the role, then just play the fucking role. Who cares? I do agree with you, Felix. Like, let's not rewrite history. So if it's one of those based on a true story or historical documentary, I, I get that. But as far as everything else, just stop with the madness. You, you know what I think might be a little bit of the problem, and I don't think they want to hear this. And it's because our arts in colleges and everywhere else also went woke in the last 20, 30 years is that they don't have any fricking talent. They weren't brought up to find and nurture their inner talent from their soul and their own experience, whether it be that they were a victim or anything else. They have yep. no talent, so they've got to redo the wonder years in black. Like, mm -hmm. like, isn't that a kind of blackface? Isn't that a kind of blackface where you have to take a show and then have the entire cast be black mm -hmm. and now translate it into black. It's like yeah. Daphne. Um, um, I mean, you know, anybody who has a problem with Chappelle's show needs to go and find info on Daphne, his, his trans friends, family, and what they said about Dave Chappelle and their relationship. Mm -hmm. And um, they are proud of her and they are proud of Dave Chappelle and they hold nothing against Dave Chappelle. And they're glad that this message that Dave is, is, is putting out there is getting out there. Mm -hmm. You know, but that's what I think. It's that people 
don't have any talent. That's why we get rehashed superhero movies. That's why we make sons, uh, uh, Superman's son bisexual. I mean, and first of all, Superman bisexual with this kid with purple hair. I mean, you know, how do we even know that Superman's bisexual son would be into that? You know, yeah. it's like <laughs> they just try to throw everything in in the kitchen sink, you know? Mm -hmm. A uh, okay. couple of quick things. One, Netflix did release uh, a, uh, a statement saying that they support Dave Chappelle's yep. right to creative and artistic freedom. So good for good for them. Uh, number two, our chat is getting a little bit into the. I don't know. I mean, some of our you know loyal listeners, uh, Scott and Kenda, I wanted to address something they were talking about. Uh, you know, what if you're playing a rape victim in a movie and you've never been yeah. a rape victim. What I if you're see, a rape I, saw that. I mean, I, saw I that. see, I see what they're saying, but there's also something to be said for, I, I don't agree with it, but it does need to be said that there's this movement to take that out of movies and TV scenes of rape, scenes of victimization and stuff like that. And I wanted to know where you stood on that Felix. No, <laughs> No, it's a story. You know, I have some gnarly shit in my youth that happened to me that I can't get into right now. But mm -hmm. if I'm doing a biopic of me, I am going to represent that. I think it is important to, for people to see all aspects of humanity. And it's again, going back to Daphne and, and uh, Chappelle, there was one moment that really hit me where he goes, I, I don't understand. I just don't understand. And she says, you don't need to. Mm -hmm. I just need you to acknowledge that I'm having a human experience. I don't need you to understand me. My mm -hmm. agent from San Francisco, who I just dropped, um, came on because I, I've been posting stuff about, you know, my after the recall and everything, and they're from San Francisco, he had challenged me about what I was doing. And I'm like, if you don't like my social media, you don't have to be on it. You don't have to watch it. So then he writes me after the recall and goes, trying to understand you can't, I, 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 I it, it's, it's difficult. I wrote back and I said, you don't need to, mm -hmm. I'm not asking for your permission. Again, it yeah. was like Daphne, I just needed you to recognize that I'm having my own experience. You can have whatever mm -hmm. the fuck you're having and i'm not asking you to acknowledge me or understand me mm -hmm. now drop me off of your roster because i'm not going to go up to san francisco and get vaccinated to do some shitty print job yeah. you know yeah. and and that was the end of that you know but don't come at me like you've got something to tell me and um you know i know what i'm doing because you want to know something i learned a long time ago every choice i make has a consequence doing this show with you today and whatever I say here today has a consequence mm -hmm. and I'm, I'm responsible for that. And I will take responsibility for that. If I say something I need to apologize for, I will come back and do that, you yeah. know, but this, this, obs this obsession with being perfect, it, that's what our culture is, is trying to be. We're mm -hmm. trying to be perfect. There is no perfect no. And imperfection makes life worth living yeah. it teaches us i agree with that 100 percent um and now as far as like people understanding because i like i struggle with it like i want because i do want to understand just because like that's i guess like the empathetic 
person in me, empathetic. Uh, yeah, the empathetic person Empathy, in me is like, yeah, I, yeah. I do want to understand, like, why, you know, you're going through this. Like, it's I, it's not that you need my permission or anything like that. Like, I'm still going to respect you as a human being, but I'm still going to ask questions because I want to know why. I want to be able to understand. Yes, I agree. And and we should be able to do that and have those conversations in yeah. any area. But we can't even have we those want. conversations anymore because if I was to go up to a trans person that I don't know, like, because like I said, I have some trans friends, but if I was to go up to one that I didn't really know and, you know, start asking questions just because I'm trying to get to know him or her and I would come off as transphobic. Like you can't even ask the questions anymore because you come off as some sort of slur that you're not really, because I'm not transphobic. I, I think that trans, that you you all should have the same rights that everybody else has. Um, I just think that it needs to not be affecting the kids. Like if I got it, there's trans kids out there, but if there's a lot of adults out there that waited until adulthood to transition, they turned out just fine. You'll be fine. Like if you come out, if you're a kid and you think that you're trans, then go through the proper steps now by going through the, the counseling and, you know, making sure that you're good up here before you start changing everything else about you. Like that's, that's what I, I think. That, see, that's what's so important with this push with trans kids. See, what's happening is, again, like big pharma, this is becoming a moneymaker. I read an article mm -hmm. about it yes, uh, yesterday or the day before. This new trans, uh, you know, uh, category of children is becoming a huge moneymaker. And the woke tard parents of these kids are wanting to jump on this woke tard wagon. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and it's more about that and the parents, again, being perfect, woke parents that are damaging their children. And, yeah. and I think that you're right. Get your kid some mental help first to really yeah. hash this out. It may be four years, five years. It may start at 12. Maybe they're going to need it till they're 18. And mm -hmm. maybe in those years with some therapy, they come to the real essence of what they want and yeah a lot of them it's not getting a tran uh, not transitioning mm -hmm. and you've heard of this there are many people that regret it and have spoken to this a lot more than the media ever lets you know of uh you know that 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 what do you call it they, they transitioned and they regret it you know? oh yeah yeah um, and, so and the media I, doesn't I don't know tell you the... that and neither are the trans people pushing it aren't going to tell you that well the thing you know? is like i i truly like deep down in my heart, because I have not seen that many trans people actually out there speaking out saying you need to call us chest feeder or what is it? Chest feeders and, and uh, birthing people, birthing and, people and the kids like it's no, not the you know trans community. It? It's the white fucking liberals. Sorry, dad. Who was the, who was, who was the, who was the people, who were the people that showed up at we spa here in, in, um, in, um, in Los Angeles to defend the transgender sex predating man that went into the women's before they even knew if he was really a transgender or if he was using that as an act. It, all was, all, it was all Antifa. Oh, really? It all, yes, it was all Antifa. They went and beat people up. They beat a preacher up there because there was a preacher there based on his religious you know, beliefs and, and anti having transsexuals in, in women's dressing rooms. You know, so, wow. you know, there's a small minority of people that are running this agenda and mm -hmm. pushing the corporations and the corporations bu buttons. I think the yeah. majority of Americans feel like you and I do. 
just let people live. I don't need yeah. to know. I don't need to know all your damage. I'll leave you alone. I think yeah. most people yeah. leave you alone. But when you try, like like Jordan Peterson, when you try to make me call you something different than what I know you are, and mm -hmm. I, you know, and if I don't believe it, I'm not going to. And you can't force me or pass a law to 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 make me deny biology. Yeah. You can't, and that's what they're trying to do. And that's where we come to the COVID mania too, because now pseudoscience is passing for real science in every area of cancel culture. Mm -hmm. That's what cancel culture bases everything on now. They have to base it on pseudoscience. Yeah. None of it is based on real science. No. Whether it be race, whether it be gender, whether it be anything, it's not based on science. It's based on mm -hmm. pseudo cancer culture science. Yeah. And, 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 and when you start to screw with the cornerstone of humanity and, and, and the divine, scientific, whatever you want to call it, because the human body is so divine and so crazily designed, you, 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 you have to believe there's some kind of divinity in it. When, mm -hmm. you, start, when you start to challenge that and the very basic, basis of everything our society has been built on mm -hmm. we're dead it is the end it is the end yeah once you once you deny that godly divine universal basic truth then nothing nothing's off limits you know yeah and they're they're definitely working towards something i don't know what their big picture is but they're definitely working towards something and they're destroying they're destroying the like people period like i i know a lot of people um disagree and i kind of disagree with it too like when it comes to like the nuclear family because i do think that you know two women are just as capable as raising a child as two men are just like a man yeah. and a woman is like I, yeah. I i get but at the same time like i think the biggest issue with our society and the reason why um, the and this is something that the Democrats have gotten really good at manipulating is people's emotions. And when you start using people's emotions and that's why a lot of people are playing victim now. Before we move on, buddies, let's take a quick break. Welcome back. Now, let's continue on with the show. That, that's why a lot of people are trying to claim themselves as some sort of a minority so they can claim the victimhood because you're keeping people down and you're you're not allowing people to take responsibility for their own actions. And, and that's what it boils down to, down to. Why does someone's choice, if, you know, why do the anti-nuclear family, which is Marxism and which is the BLM uh, agenda, mm -hmm. why do you have to demonize a normal family of two white people and a child or two children or a mixed race heterosexual couple? Mm -hmm. Why does that nuclear family and getting married and having that foundation and, and that kind of traditional thing, why does that have to be demonized for you to have your own freak show? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I don't care. You can have your freak show. Well, and I think that comes back others. to like it being a part of the bigger picture because like, right. you know, because just that's Marxism because Marxism exactly. doesn't want tradition and tradition is based on godliness and, and on spirituality. Mm -hmm. And that gives people individuality and gives them power that is disengaged from the government. And that's what they don't want us to have or believe that we have, that we have yeah. divine power and we answer to God, not government. And yeah. that's what they want to do. They want to annihilate anything that has anything to do with a spiritual bent. 
and and yeah. they're worshiping false idols and false ideas and um it's never led anywhere good and yeah. these people are such idiots and they don't know their history that's why they think they can rewrite it yeah, yeah. like uh, and people are uh, people just aren't paying attention so i know we kind of we we always okay. do this we get off we get off course yeah. so um oh, i mean oh, you you yeah. know yeah like you know my feelings on like the special like i didn't think it was that funny i yeah. do think that there was some good parts and some good messages to it but like overall i just i really just felt it was pandering what do you think like i i guess there's a lot of people up in arms about it i think specifically the trans community like they're, I guess they're upset still, even after everything. Like, why do you think they're still upset? Like, I mean, I guess just people being oversensitive. Well, here's a couple of things I found on it. You know, Netflix did suspend, I think, three trans employees who mm -hmm. um, thought they were going to be all woke and march into <laughs> and march into the executive meeting without being invited. You're out. They got suspended. Oh, wow. Yep, they got suspended. And and they say that it's not because we don't support trans. You don't do that shit. It's a corporation and we have rules, right? You don't good act like them. you're on the street. Yeah, yeah, good for them. And listen, I hate Netflix. They they contributed $3.5 million to Gavin's recall, you know, or non-recall. Yeah. So I hate them and I've worked for them, you know? Mm -hmm. They do some good stuff. There is an amazing show now that's a seven-part series that I recommend everyone watch because it has so much to do with what we're going through. It's called Midnight Mass. Please find it. Please watch it. it, it it's amazing. And then go online and 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 do some some of the deconstruction because it is so parallel to things where, that are going on now. I mean, this is how incredible it is. There's bats. There's caves. There's blood. There's virus. There's religion. Go watch it. Okay. I'm it, I'm it, adding it, it to my list right now. Midnight <laughs> Mass. Midnight yeah, I don't Mass. I don't typically get on my phone, but. I didn't want to forget. Want, so yeah. if you want a great deconstruction, today's show, Steve Dace on Rumble, uh, the Steve Dace show from Blaze TV, and it's on Rumble, the whole thing. It's an hour and a half. And they deconstructed in the last half hour uh, from where we are now. And I would highly recommend if you want to watch that after because there's spoilers. Yeah. Now, going back to Netflix. <laughs> so that was that. But then did you hear about the the um, what's that black show? Oh, where is it? Net, uh, Netflix, Dirty, Dear White People. Yeah, right? I heard about uh, one of their writers yeah, that like trans. decided to yeah that decided like boycott or she's like boycotting Netflix or something. She's Isn't white. That... She's white, uh, or I don't know Italian. I don't know white, and she's white. trans, and she came out against it. And then the black community finds out what the fuck are you doing writing for dirty uh, dear white people? Yeah, right. I mean that's not according to culture, council culture. You're supposed yeah. to be a black person writing my TV show. That right. And you know that that's one thing that Dave Chappelle got right. Like he got on the fucking money when he when it came down to like the this LGBT and again I don't think it's actual LGBTQ plus whatever. It's the LGBT community, kind of like Felix was saying earlier that they're blanketing everything. Like there's the, mafia. They're, the they're alphabet mafia. Yeah, they are literally controlling everything. Like you cannot yeah. say something bad about you can't even joke about it, but you know, ben, you can I joke think you'll about agree. I think you'll agree with me on this. This is the problem. And I went through those early years in the seventies, eighties and nineties of the mm -hmm. civil rights movement um, right after Stonewall. And I was coming out and, you know, I came out in like 79. I had made this observation a while ago, as we started getting more and more rights and especially after 20, 10 when prop eight passed and then the supreme court agreed with marriage and all of that mm -hmm. 
I'm like, what are the gays going to fucking do now? Right? Did you, did you get identity. a copy of my outline? No. But they, they, <laughs> no, I didn't. But they, they, I knew that they were going to suddenly not have an identity other than their sexuality anymore. Mm -hmm. And no one gives a fuck anymore. No. Go do whatever you want in your bedroom. Leave everyone else alone. Yeah. Leave me alone. You don't need to know. But see, they lost their identity and they all became inks, just like BLM ink, just like now LGBTQ alphabet soup ink. It becomes money, money, money. Glad, you know, has to stick mm -hmm. their foot in everything because they're a money making operation. Look, mm -hmm. once you start making money off of a problem, COVID, uh, once yeah. you start making money off of a problem, HIV, you don't want to ever find a solution. Mm -mm. No, that's why the, that's why there's no cure. There, there's no cures. I put that in quotes, but like, there's no cures for things like cancer when it's like, come on, there, there's got to be. It, it, they make more money treating the issue versus actually curing the issue, and that can, I think, be applied to a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, more Chappelle. I don't want to get you off track. <laughs> huh? Oh, more, Chappelle. Uh, yeah. So why, well, yes. Yeah, I did. I forgot what I asked you. So why do you think, why do you think they're so upset? Like, do you, do you think that they just took offense to his jokes or they're, cause they're obviously missing no, like the main no, thing mean, of his message. First of all, God, I used to love watching Andrew Dice Clay. I used to love watching just filthy, filthy, wrong humor, mm -hmm. I, you know, and, 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 you know, Porky's kind of humor and just teenage boy fucking humor, you know, yeah. get the, get over it, get over it, grow a pair and a spine and just leave people the fuck alone. Yeah. I can't remember what I mean, the I wanna... comedian's name is. He's really, he's this guy, like, I'm really surprised. I, I, I know he's gotten death threats and I think like people have tried to cancel him. I'm looking up what his name is because um, I can't think of it off the top of my head. He, I think he's fucking hilarious. Uh, Tree blind mice, see how they run. <laughs> Where the fuck are they going? <laughs> I, I, you know, uh, what's up, Bill? Something... He, he, he mentioned hey, do you have? Andrew yeah, go ahead. Dice, Andrew Dice Clay is a comedy god. Okay, him and uh, Lisa Lampanelli. Oh mm -hmm. my god. Could you imagine them if they came out with a Netflix special today? Well, what about Anthony Jeselnik, Don Rickles, and Joan Rivers? I mean, come oh on. My God. Yeah. You know, there, there's a lot of Richard people Pryor. like Richard Pryor was never politically correct, you know? Yeah. And, and even uh, Chris, what's his name? The black one who, who got all woke in Rock. COVID pro vaccine. Chris, Chris Rock. Rock. Yeah. I mean, you know, you go back and watch some of his shit now and you're like, wait a minute, why aren't you getting like, canceled? oh, you can't that yeah, shit... like, oh, you can't say that now. But and like, I, I think that's what like the whole issue with Dave Chappelle, like I said, I didn't find anything offensive. I thought it was funny. Mm -hmm. Like even at the end, he's joking about his friend that died and like says like, you know, uh, you know, sorry if this is spoilers for anybody, whatever. But, you know, talks about how the person killed them, how what Daphne killed herself by jumping off of what I think she jumped off of something and like uh definitely was a man because only a man would jump off of a bridge or whatever it was and then even said that when her daughter grows up to be older um she he can't really talk about now but can't wait to say you know i knew your father and he was a wonderful lady or whatever it was that he said it's like yeah. that shit was fun that was funny you know and i, yeah. I don't know why yeah. people would take offense to it when it's like he he's obviously not going to say disrespectful things about his friend 
you know, this is a thing, and and somebody uh, just posted there the um, rolling in their grave. Somebody was rolling in their grave. Um, Rudy Ray Moore. Yeah. Well, what about Lenny Bruce? You know, go watch the Lenny Bruce movie or mm -hmm. Lenny Bruce documentary. I mean, damn, they they back then it was he was so crazy. I mean, and he was arrested in a couple of cities. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But so was Madonna because she was going to masturbate on a bed during, you know, vir the virgin, uh, the, uh, like a virgin in the uh, yeah. you know, blonde ambition too. L let me just address another thing about masculinity and femininity. femininity. I don't care what you act like, mm -hmm. you know? In fact, I think that I've gotten more masculine over the years and it hasn't even been a conscious thing. Mm -hmm. um, I used to be very effeminate, especially growing up. I mean, I understand why they called me a sissy and all of that. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, it hurt. It's not right. It wasn't right. But it also was a perception that because I was effeminate, I was gay. So that, mm -hmm. that led. But, you know, I never, ever wanted to be a girl. Ever. Yeah. And, and, I, and I never wanted to be, uh, you know, and I always wanted to sleep and was attracted to men. Mm -hmm. You know, from my earliest memories of what I was watching on TV. Um, yeah. And, you know, you can be whatever you want. I don't care. I don't care if you're trans or whatever. It's just stop pushing it down everyone's throat. No pun yeah. intended. Okay. Yeah. Just stop. And especially the kids. I don't mm -hmm. want to see you playing with little kids at gay pride in your G-string and, 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 you know, and, and pasties. It's not appropriate. It never no. has been for children. It is not mm -hmm. normal. There is a wonder about going through puberty that is being stolen and an innocence mm -hmm. that is being stolen when you discover whatever sexuality you are. Yeah. You, discover it, you discover it in your room, in your privacy, with mm -hmm. what you might dig up. I used to go steal magazines at 7-Eleven. You know, there was there was an N in, and I put shove it in my t-shirt and walk out, you know, because I was yeah. so I wanted to, you know, I was becoming, you know, whatever I was. You're becoming. a growing boy. But I also growing wouldn't want to change all that, nor would yeah. I want I mean, an it's adult the, to Right. To it's the same that. for me. Like you, we have to go on those journeys, like especially well, as you know, a gay person. Like there's a journey. Yeah. 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 For gay entry. But like, especially for gay people, like trying to figure it out. Like, you know, I remember growing up. Yes. At one point I wanted to be a boy, but it wasn't because I felt like a boy. I want to be a boy because I just wanted to hang out with my dad because I was jealous of him and my brother. Like that, that was all it was. It, it didn't really go any further than that, obviously. Um, I mean, I know I dress like a boy, but I don't want to be a boy. I, I'm very comfortable right. in my skin now. Right. But, right. you know, I, as I grew up, like, I remember having, you know, the big crushes on like NSYNC and, and Jonathan Taylor Thomas and like all the typical boys. But secretly, I had crushes on girls like growing up watching Xena Warrior Princess. Like, oh, man, like, I really, really like this. And I don't know why. And figuring all that stuff out, like as I got older and then, you know, it, it sucked having to be in the closet when I became an adult and finally realized who I was, but it was like the most, the most, I guess, liberating thing finally coming out. It was hard. And, you know, there was a little rough patch, but as soon as like that all paved over and like, I was good with my family and just proud of who I was. And I didn't have to like hide in the closet with the army anymore. It was, it was great. And yeah. it's, we're stealing those experiences away from people. And I, I'm not saying that people should be closeted. I, I don't think people should be afraid to come out. No. But people should be able to figure out who they are without things being crammed down their throat. At their own time and in their own way and at their own pace, not by media, corporations and advertising or, yeah. or teachers in these schools, you know, yeah. uh, raising 
you know, transsexual uh, topics to, you know, grammar school people. I mean, mm-hmm. what? So th- the other thing is that, that I think this also ties into this attack on masculinity, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that is also part of Marxism is destroying yeah. the masculine hunter gatherer provider mm-hmm. because the government, again, the government wants to be the provider. They want to yeah. emasculate men, which they've done a good job at. Look at all the, de- yeah. the betas running around, you know, all these mothers, it's, there's been some men, but they come from, you know, they're older and they know how mm-hmm. to stand up. But where are all the 30 and 40 year old men fighting at the school boards with the women? Yeah. Nowhere. I mean, there's not they're many. All, they're all betas, and they're letting even their guys are do- smaller these days. Like, yes, you have your jugheads, and you know the 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 what do they call them, the juice heads or whatever at the gym, and you do have. But like when you start looking at like the young twenties, like guys aren't even big anymore. They're dude, they're they're dude. little. I I'm can't even go into them. West Hollywood anymore because there isn't a real male that I'm attracted to to be found. Everything is now feminine. Everyone is feminine you, you you would be amazed and it's okay but yeah they've driven out the masculine gay men and there's nothing yeah. wrong with being a masculine gay man i have straight friends and they taught me a lot about being male and being male mm-hmm. and a male and a strong male in our society and still being a protector and a hunter gatherer whether i'm gay or not is very important for us to be able to grasp and learn and those straight friends that i have have taught me that Mm-hmm. And it is something that I would never not want to have been taught to me. But yeah. I expose myself for that on purpose. And I and in that doing that, I I was more open and, and made myself more open to having friendships with gay mm-hmm. men. And it was about the masculinity they had to introduce me to and show me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, go so, ahead. So is Felix saying Bill doesn't have a chance? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't get it. What? Because Bill's so feminine? Uh, <laughs> no, he's so masculine. Uh, oh, Kenda, okay. you know, you brought up you brought up a really good point. Um, it, it's funny that you bring that point up because I was actually having this conversation like a few weeks ago with Kat. We really secretly think that women are running the world. Women are the ones that have been emasculating the men. And we, like, think about like, think about what's happening right now. The majority of teachers are women you know, or you have women in the household, like women are the primary um, influence on children's lives. And this is what, this is what we did women. So yep. if you want to yep. be mad at society, your boys. it's our fault. It's all of um, our fault. Women go put mm-hmm. yourselves in the corner. And, gu- and guess what? Who did you see all last summer in 2020 yelling in faces of policemen that wouldn't touch them. Why? Because they oh, women. Yeah, women. because they're women. Did yeah. you see any of the beta men standing behind them that they had emasculated and castrated uh, standing up like they were? No, because that cop would have punched him in the head. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, 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 and you know, that's the one thing that women need to stop doing that because I'm telling you what, I, I don't think that, I don't think anybody should be hitting anybody, but I'll tell you what, because like this was a big debate when Chris Brown and Rihanna got into that fight. If you're going to hit a grown ass man with a close fit, if you're going to hit, if you're going to hit a grown ass man, expect to be hit back. You are not Boom. untouchable. Boom. Thank you. Boom. And, and Chappelle did that in his show, bringing it right back around. Mm-hmm. He said he did that to a lesbian in his show. I mean, uh, uh, Oh my God. That did, one was actually funny. He's like, I didn't right? even know it was a woman. <laughs> right. I didn't know it was a woman. And if you're identifying as a man to me and you punch me, I'm identifying you as a man. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to give you what you want. 
You know exactly. what I mean? Don't suddenly, and that, pull, and that's, don't suddenly pull the, the, the female card. I have a vajayjay. Right. Yeah. And, and I think that's a lot of, a lot of issues now too, is you got these people. Equal like, rights, hey, it's, a, it's a two equal way rights, street. Madden, yes. Equal rights. Yep, equal exactly. It's a, it's a two way street. Like if, if you're going to treat someone like shit, then you need to be expected to get treated like shit right back. If you, if you are going to haul off and punch somebody in the nose, then expect to get hauled off and punched in the nose right back. Is our time, unfortunately our time's up. No, not, no, I, I, if you do, I would, ne I would never <laughs> drop a therapy session. Not at all. No, no. I, as the only straight man in here, I've got to <laughs> give somewhat of a perspective. I can't speak for anybody else. I think this whole toxic masculinity thing, I think it's something that's completely made up. There are men that are good. There are men that are douchebags and there's men in the middle. OK, mm -hmm. there's no such thing as toxic masculinity, the same thing that there's no such thing as white privilege. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Now, but with that being said, I threatened to hit a girl when I was eight years old in the yard. We were playing one of the neighborhood girls. She threw something at me and I threatened to hit her. My mom beat me like I owed her money. <laughs> OK, now and I'm not saying that, you know you should spank your kids or whatever. I'm not saying raise your kids no, that you way. Or not. I'm, I, I, well, I'm just saying, I don't know if I believe that or not, but I'm, I will say that the way you raise your kids matters. Mm -hmm. And I also, you know, I'm six, three, 300.1 pounds. I didn't realize <laughs> you were that tall. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I, I'm super tall. No, I thought but, you were short as fuck. <laughs> really? Well, then that, then thought, that, that must no. be why you can be saying 300 pounds. You've got to be tall. Yeah. yeah you'd, I, I, if you yeah, were any shorter. I would say short as fuck, I, but I just, I didn't think you were, I didn't think you were, no, what did you say, 6'2"? I, I was, I was dunking when I was in 10th grade. Oh my so. gosh. Yeah. I thought maybe like 5'11". No, no. I'm 6'3". I'm but wow. be that Hey, that's hot. Maybe, that's hot. Maybe, oh, no, you do have a chance. <laughs> no, no, no. Madden Minutes already said that I don't have a shot with Felix, so now my heart's broken. But anyway, uh, <laughs> but anyway, I have never felt so physically, and maybe it's because of my size, but I have never been felt felt so physically threatened by a woman that I thought I had to defend myself with striking. Now, I have had to put a woman in a hole before, namely my ex-wife. Uh, oh no, to, yeah, I do not support domestic violence. Not, not at all. But <laughs> he, I'm put not taking he put her in a yeah, hole. He put in a hole. She was being violent. Yes, I'm not taking an ass beating from anybody. <laughs> I mean, I don't give a damn. But that's right. You can hold I, them down. That's not abuse. Right. Yeah. I, I've been in a. I've been I, th in I thought he said. I, listen, you. I'll be honest. I thought he said hole. Like I thought he oh, like no, knocked her into no, a hole or no, something. No. Hold. Hold. H O L D. Yes, thank you. Hold. Okay. Hold. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Now, and it wasn't even a chokehold. I worked in um, a couple of different facilities with developmentally uh, challenged folks, and you're taught specific holds to hold uh, to put them in if they are being violent to themselves or to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And it's you know, so my ex-wife started assaulting me one day, and I put her in one of these holds until the cops could arrive. And the cop knew exactly what the hold was. So he knew something was going on. So oh, that's I, good. Yeah. It was a weird situation. Another time, another story. But kind of going off what y'all have said, I just, I, I don't feel physically threatened by really any woman enough that I have to strike them to defend myself. 
Could I? Yes. But if a chick hits a dude, oh, I mean, you know, I just don't get it. You don't yeah. get to cry foul if you're sitting there beating on a guy and then he hits you with an uppercut and knocks you out. Exactly. You see it all the time on TikTok videos yep. and YouTube videos. What are you doing? That's a goddamn female. Like, right. so what? There's one thing to like ass. do the typical sissy pushing, like, you know, and then maybe slap the and, top and of the arm. You but don't as think soon as you start punching. Punch, and, and you don't think a female punch can do some damage? Right. Yeah. You know, exactly. I mean, look at Ronda yeah. Rousey. Well, okay, so can we piggyback off that for a second? Mm -hmm. Have you guys seen the latest transgender uh, female who fought in a mixed martial arts fight against a biological female? And it was it was bad because this the transgender female not only did not transition until she was in her 30s, but is also a special ops trained soldier. Is this that like something Fox fact Fox no, Fallon? No, not Fallon Fox. Not Fallon, Fallon Fox. Fox. I'll, I'll find it and I'll bring it up for you. But what do you guys think about the trans transgender people in combat sports like that? I I've, I feel the same way that I felt about you know transgender women competing in regular women's sports. I don't think they belong. Like I, this was a rant like from months ago, and I, I'm sure some people are tired of hearing me rant about this. But that being a and being a biological man, you have a biological advantage over a woman. Now, women, listen, I got it. There are some women out there that can compete. There's the exception, and then there's the rule. The rule is that men can are physically stronger than women. But again, the and then the exception is there are some women out there that can compete. Uh, somebody put it to me. The, the this is like the best way uh, I think I can probably put it. The most, the, the elite of the elite man can be all men and women. The elite of the elite women can beat some men, some, not all. So I don't think that, I'm sorry, I just don't think that trans belong in, and it goes for trans men should not be in women's sports either because now you're putting in testosterone and you have an unfair advantage. I just don't think just, it, I'm sure eventually one day we're going to have transgender sports and then you guys can have a whole league of your own. But in the meantime, I just don't think they belong. You know, can we reboot another show battle of the sexes yeah. from the seventies? Yeah. Let's, let's have women and men against each other. If you want to see trans, you know, if you want to see female and males go up against each other, but don't, don't make it once either a female sport or a male sport, mm -hmm. have a battle of the sexes category. You know, I'm all for that. I don't care. Um, so, but, you know, transgender <laughs> sports is no, I don't, I don't it, it, it shouldn't be. There's just that. And you know what the army though, you're bringing up the army. I think, you know, they're lowering standards for how strong you can be to go and fight for women in the mm -hmm. military. What about that, Jen? I don't know if so, I like that. I don't know. Okay. If I like so that. I, I'll, let me talk because I talked about this before. So the, the new, the army combat fitness test is the, the new test that it's not even official yet because they have to go back and redo some of the scores. So what happened was you have men and women on the same scale. Me as what five five? I, now I'm like one forty five because I'm I'm getting a little fluffy in some places. But mm -hmm. me as a five five, uh, one hundred forty five pound female, I can't just go out and deadlift one hundred sixty five pounds, which is the minimum. You have to deadlift one sixty five three times. I can't just go out and do that. I have to work to really pass. hard to do that. That's to pass. Uh, uh, yeah, a male 
at 5'5", maybe 145 pounds. He could probably do that with ease. So I do think that men and women should be on a different scoring scale because they have a biological advantage. Because this is what it boils down to. It's not that me saying that women can't do it because women are doing it. I pass the ACFT except Mm -hmm. the leg tuck, Mm -hmm. so I do the plank because I can't. I can't do the leg tuck, but okay. women can pass with ease. There are someone, again, there's the exception, then there's the rule. But my issue, my issue is, is, so when, especially with the army, I don't know how it is in the other military branches, but when it comes time for promotion. So back on the old scale, when it was like 300 was the max PT score you could get, you had to work for it. And each, you know, gender had an age group had their own scoring system where you have the ACFT. If I can, I, it's like 700, I think is the max score. I don't remember. I've been kind of out of regular army. I've been in the reserve life, so I don't remember, but yeah. um, anyway, so uh, we'll just say 700 is the max score. Um, it's easier for a guy to get a higher score because when they lowered the standard before they made it male, I don't even know if they made it male, female yet, but when they lowered the standard so that females could pass, they made it easier for the males to get a higher score. So when it came to promotion, men were having higher oh. PT scores than what women were because women were barely passing. Well, so, so the, women, you're saying that it was weakening our male force. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it, essentially it could be because men aren't men having to work, work as hard. Which is pass. what the military is doing anyway with all their wokeism mm-hmm. and, and yes. uh, milly talk. So they're, yeah. again, emasculating a portion of, of, of our society that we need to be as strong and masculine as possible uh, to fight a war. And, mm-hmm. and, and Jen, I mean, then shouldn't the women that don't meet the criteria to go out there and compete alongside the men or fight alongside the men, shouldn't we require those women to go there and maybe the ones that don't quite come up to snuff maybe in another area? So I I think that there's different ways. I I don't know what really the answer is, but I think there's a different way to measure it because when it comes to like the PT test, um, the the highest I ever scored for the regular APFT was uh, 296. And like I said, 300 was the max. That was back in my early 20s. Now, like doing it, being older, even from my last deployment in Afghanistan, I, I was averaging maybe a 270, 280, which, you know, is still good, but it's not like the best of the best. I could still, I was still out there running around with special forces. I had no mm-hmm. problem. Like I mm-hmm. can't lift a 500 pound man, not saying that men weigh 500 pounds, but if you add like yeah. say a 250 pound man with his hundred pound gear, plus all yeah. the, the, all the shit, like I can't do that by myself. But what, what even a s- small special forces guy, like the, the medic that we had, me and him were about the same size. He was a little bit bigger than me. Like he's not going to be able to lift that either. So mm-hmm. I, I think that it's kind of unfair to like scale whether or not a female can be in a combat role just based on a PT test when there's there's other ways to measure it. Like I said, I was up and down the mountains right there with the special forces with absolutely no problem. Like there was a guy that I ended up replacing because he couldn't keep up. Plus his dog sucked. He couldn't have had absolute no control over his dog. I was a working dog handler when I was over there. So mm-hmm. he had absolutely no control over his dog. So that was part of it. But the other thing was he couldn't keep up. So they replaced uh, him with me or replaced me with him or mm-hmm. wait replaced him, him with, me. with you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so and you know the, and the team loved me like they they were glad that i was there i was like i was glad to be a part of that team because i didn't like the previous team i was a part of so yeah i i, I don't know i think that just measure because that was a, a big argument that i had when um that first came out like months ago about them changing male female standards on the pt test like oh what about women in combat women in combat can compete just fine like if we're going to do that then 
we need to change the male standard because there are some male out there that can't do, can't keep up because they're at the weak part of their PT test compared to the rest of the men. You know what I mean? Okay. And then that, then that would open and we don't have to go into it because I know we're, we're running out of time, but that would also then take it into the, the area of that the military has lowered their standards for men because less men want to sign up. Mm -hmm. And, and I think partly that to do with the indoctrination and the Marxism yeah. being taught to that's, these people that are 18, 19. And yeah. so then you get, you get, you know, they, they're starting to scrape the bottom of the barrel because all these woke masculine men yeah. are, are not wanting to go out there. And, 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 and that's yeah. what I was going to say is like, they, there's no more pride in our country with this young generation. I'm not saying there's none. There's, there's not as much as there used to be. We're not in the height of a war anymore. Um, which we did lower our standards for some things, not necessarily PT, but we did lower our standards for some things when we were in the height of a war because we did need, you know, soldiers to go out mm -hmm. and fight the war. But mm -hmm. it, it's just there's not that drive to serve the country. I mean, we're we're being villainized. We've been villainized since well for a while, but like especially with this, I, I hate to talk shit, but this current administration from day one, yeah. you know, yeah. we're the retired military are a bunch of white supremacists. That was one of the first things that was said. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, why are you going to discredit the military like that? And I, it just, it sucks. Um, that's part of the reason why I've opted to retire when it's my time. I'm not going to do, I, there's a while I wanted to do 30 years and stay in because I felt I was making a difference. Um, I was, I was influencing soldiers for the good. I was creating, um, you know, strong leaders for the future, but seeing like the, the last time, like the last period where I was a leader, seeing these new soldiers come in, it's like, I just, I've lost hope. And then seeing what our, our brass is doing within the military, they're destroying it. And, and I hate, I really hate saying it because I, I do love the army. You know, I've served almost 20 years. My grandpa was in, my dad was in, my uncles were in. I do love the army, but I hate what's happened to it. Yeah, Jen, it, it, there's a meme that's been going around for a while now. Back in the 1940s, 16-year-olds were lying about their age so they could go to war and serve their country. Yeah. And then in the 2000s, 16-year-olds uh, need a safe space if you take their Xbox from them. And it's so, the thing is, it's true. It, yeah. It's 100% true. I think even on Band of Brothers, there was one guy that talked about how he lied about his age so he could go be you know, part of the Airborne Infantry to go to the war. So real quick, see, I'm going to show y'all something. This is a pic. This is Bill at the end. Bill is tall. Oh my gosh. Bill is really tall. Yeah. These, these are normal humans and Bill oh, over here on the. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah. Those are normal humans. <laughs> <laughs> I did not think Bill was that wow. tall. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Bill, wow. Yeah. That, that, that's Bill six foot three and about 300 and close to 60, 70 pounds. So. Okay, now yeah. I, I I understand that you wanted to lose that and everything, but it's it, it doesn't look horrible. No, no, on no, you. It, and at that it, height, you don't look unhealthy at all. Honestly, you don't no. look unhealthy. Yeah, you look I, like you could have been working out at the gym and just. I mean, I've seen guys like <laughs> that here. Guys no, like you're, that you're, here, you know, you're both being very kind, and I appreciate it. I'm no, being 100 percent honest. And no, I, I, I think I'm not I thank you. Either. <laughs> no, but uh, no, you, you got, you can't be that heavy and pack on that much pounds and that's, you know, and, and live a long, healthy life. And, you know, no, so I, I understand that, but I'm saying it didn't look, it, it wasn't in like an awful slothy look right. that you're just like, uh, it looks like you could have, you could have been a work, somebody who worked out and was that big. 
Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> and, uh, and not worrying about your diet. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Got gotcha. But yeah, Got I, I had to throw that in there. I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna prove to Jim right now <laughs> that I am six foot three. Look at these normal humans and look at Bill. So <laughs> I mean, he was standing next to a little old lady for you listeners, just saying. Yeah. Oh, there was a bunch of people in that. No, picture. there were a bunch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of people in that. Now, hold on. I'm gonna bring that back up because I just kind of funny, real quick. You're not gonna believe this, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. And I swear if I'm lying, I'm flying. Okay. So see the little guy in the hat all the way to the right with the uh, flame sleeve? Uh-huh. Yes. That, that is my brother. What? Yes, that is my brother. And the, and the older man standing next to him in the uh, uh, VFW post hat, that is my dad. That is my dad. Uh, where, the, where did you get the tall jeans from? Uh, yeah, <laughs> where's your mom? Things, is she tall? No, uh, no, my mom is actually only about 5'4", but the men on her side of the family are just gigantic. Yeah, oh wow! Yeah, they're, they're gigantic. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm yeah. I'm only six feet, but yeah, my mom's brothers were tall, and mm. and also my mom's father had hair. So, um, <laughs> so you got I, the best of both of good, those. Yeah, I got a good head of hair, and I'm nice. very lucky. Knock on wood. Anyway, well, but it's okay. not just that. I mean, if you go <laughs> check out Felix's Instagram, this is one of the. Oh my gosh! I mean, if I was gay, I would ask you out. I mean, I Bill mean, was okay, drooling over Felix the last time we Felix, had him. Felix on. is smoking and, and hot. I love, he is smoking I love hot. that Bill is so secure in his sexuality. That see, these are the kind of I mean, friends gay men make are people that yeah. are secure yes. in sexuality, and I and they learn from each other, and it makes the world a much happier place when mm -hmm. we're not taught to be fearful of each other, which was what I was taught my whole life growing up to be scared mm -hmm. of straight guys. And yeah. I learned, as I told you, and that I had a lot to learn from straight, straight guys and gay men should do that more often. Just like Chappelle said, you know, I like the old school gays, you know, and new gays, too sensitive. <laughs> Facts. You know? New gays, too sensitive. Totally. Yep. Totally too Absolutely. sensitive. Shut the fuck up. Grow up. You don't know what we went through. So you yeah. have it so easy. I mean, mm. give me a break. You've got a high school club for your for being gay. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's I mean, ridiculous. you know. So it's, it's, not, it's, it's not, not an the, achievement. The, the Glee Club or yeah. the drama club. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's what we call it. Well, I'm sorry, Felix. <laughs> okay, but but let people know. But just to let people know, if you go on my Instagrams these days, you've got to go way back in the archive to see my my the stuff that Bill's talking about in my work stuff, because lately I've just been last year, I've been very political and it's mostly, you know, anti COVID Stan and all of that stuff and Newsom and all that. But if you want to go and, and check it out, you know, um, you know, scroll, keep scrolling into the archives. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, since you're uh, on it, um, you want to go ahead and plug your handles. Oh, uh, Instagram Felix Montano entertainer is uh, one that now I'm posting everything that I'm on my, it's all public. And then Felix Montano, uh, the first, you know, you'll, you'll see them. And then um, what else? My YouTube channel, if you want to see some of my COVID nightmares of Hollywood and the hypocrisy and the political theater and the scamming, uh, go on my YouTube. And also, if you go back in the archives of my YouTubes, you'll also see my old dance videos and my Motley Crue videos that, that uh, Bill can't get enough of, uh, smoking yeah. in the boys room and all of that. So yeah, Felix Montano. You know, Felix I mean, I got to all get my from from mirrors. That's what we uh, yeah, learned last yeah, time. Yeah, I um, I um, I got all my handles early on, so I've got it's basically my name. There are a lot of Felix Montanos out there, but you'll you put Felix Montano in. You're there the only one know. that matters. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, and on that note, 
Oh, man. On that note, thank you so much for being here. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up with some Gen Gen thoughts. Um, so, I mean, I, I still feel like Felix might have gotten a copy of my outline because some of what we were talking about was in my Gen Gen thoughts, but I'm going to go through it anyways. Uh, it seems like everyone wants to play the victim nowadays. Seems like everybody wants to be a minority. I personally believe that is why we now have so many genders, sexual orientations, and whatever other label people are using. That is also why we're seeing more people claiming their pronouns as she, her, they, them. I That's one thing I really don't understand. How can you be a she and a they? I, I, I don't understand. That's one of the things I want to understand. Um, you can call it ignorance if you want, but it just doesn't make sense. Just like it doesn't make sense to try and change the language of another country just because you want to feel relevant. I'm specifically talking about the whole Latinx bullshit. One thing that Dave Chappelle got right is the LGBTQ community is making all the rules, except I don't think it's specifically the LGBT community. It is the white liberals, the white saviors, screaming as loud as they can in the name of the LGBTQ community. Man, that's a mouthful. Maybe it's because they want to feel unique. And for some reason, they think if, if you belong to the LGBTQ community, you're special. Sorry, people. Who you sleep with does not make you special. Changing your pronouns to fit in doesn't make you special. And this one is really going to grind some gears, but the LGBTQ community today doesn't really know what it's like to fight for your rights. The LGBTQ community doesn't know what it's like to feel discriminated against just because of who you sleep with. I purposely left out the T. They are the only ones within our community that has had recent struggles. Even still, T's, T's, it isn't anything like it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. Y'all still have it good right now, but you still have a long road ahead of you. Sure, there might be some fine-tuning we need to do, but that's with anything that's newish. Going through my younger adult life as a closeted lesbian, then eventually out and proud, all my community wanted was to be accepted and to have the same rights as any hetero person. <coughs> Excuse me. Someone tell me what right I don't have that a straight person does. We fought a long battle and we won. Am I missing something? I haven't really been involved with the community for a very long time. I do, however, have a lot of LGBT friends, and many of them, a lot of them liberals, have the same mindset as I do. We just want to be accepted, left alone, to live our lives. Is that not happening? I'm genuinely asking. If I'm wrong, I'll admit I'm wrong. But don't come at me saying I'm wrong with, well, this person treated me badly, or this one time I got looked at sideways, or this one time I had a bad experience. I've been treated badly because of who I am. One person does not speak for the consensus of our society. One bigot is not going to break me and throw me back into the closet. And I hate to say it, there will always be bigots, racists, or whatever other slur you want to use. We'll never get rid of them. So instead, you have to show those people they don't bother you. Do not give them the reaction they are looking for. Eventually, they'll stop. Trust me. This doesn't apply to extremists. Obviously, if you feel you're in danger, notify the appropriate authorities. But don't fit into their bullshit. It only fuels them. So why does everyone want their own particular label? Why do so many people want to play the victim? I could say it's because people are self-indulged and think they are the center of the universe. Therefore, everything about them is unique and they are the only thing that matters. I could say that people want to play the victim because they don't want to put forth any real effort to be successful in life. They would rather someone work hard, have to provide for them, whether directly or indirectly. I could also say many people... I'd almost venture to say almost the majority of the people don't want to take responsibility for themselves and control their own happiness. Many people think their happiness relies on the destruction of others. This is not the answer. How many times will I have to say it? When, when will people start taking responsibility for themselves, their actions, and their outcomes? 
If something bad happens to you, you do not have to stay a victim. Not everyone is out to get you. I grew up with the phrase, it gets better. And it truly does. Stop playing the victim. Sorry to say it, but society does not feel bad for you. So stop feeling bad about yourselves. Embrace yourself. Love yourself. Live your life. Life is a fucking roller coaster. If you're on that downward slope, figure out how to get back on that upward climb. Ride that roller coaster like it's your little bitch. Thank you again to my guest, Felix. Thank you to my producer, Bill. And thank all you buddies for tuning in.